Hey, it's us, Amanda and Megan. Glad you're here. Grab your juice box. Let's dive right in. All right. Hi, friend. Hello, you beautiful lady in green. Oh, stop. Thanks. You just look great in green. Last time it was black. This time it's green. Yes, you're it's the true. most observant friend. I love green. I love it. All right. Well, how are you? Great. Yes. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Someone yesterday, <laughs> I, I said, hi, how are you? And she goes, I'm okay. And I was like, oh, oh. And it was a stranger. So oh. I didn't know if I was supposed to be like, hey, you want to unload? Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, happy to see ya. <laughs> That's one of those questions where yes. if you're going to ask, totally, we may as well be prepared for the truthful answer, right? Totally. How many times do we just say, hey, how are ya? Okay, bye. Yep, I usually just say good so that people stop talking to me. <laughs> I did see this like cute meme this week though that was like, it was like an interview with kids and the question was, what's something that your parents say that you don't understand? And a kid said, I don't understand why my parents say, how are you? I'm good. When I know they're really not good. Oh. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty funny that a kid picked up on that. No kidding. (laughs) Very observant. Very observant. So anyways, how are you? You took a little jaunt this week. We did. We did. Mm -hmm. Because our lives are not crazy enough. Yes, ma'am. We did take a last minute trip to see my mom and my grandpa in St. George, Utah, which is nearly a five-hour drive one way from where we live in Salt Lake City for those Mm non-Utah listeners. Mm -hmm. I'm always thinking a road trip will be fun, right? Okay. I do, at least. I hope. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I I like like to hope so. Yeah, Yeah, I like to hope so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, you prepare, you think everything through for every Mm -hmm. single kid and what they need. And then you get 10 minutes in and my kids prove me wrong. Like I'm questioning most of my life choices. Well, and do we need to clarify that weren't you driving solo? Yeah, but truthfully, the drive down was just me and my girls. And it was honestly the most enjoyable road trip I have ever had with any of my kids. They were delightful. Oh, that's awesome. They helped each other. They were just sweet. It was really nice. And I listened to an audio book with one little earbud in. (laughs) Sounds dreamy. Yeah. She sounds awesome. So good. Yeah. Uh, The drive home was by myself with all four kids. And not quite as delightful. As it could have been, but it has been worse. It's been worse. So really? it, yeah, it wasn't awful. But we were there for less than 48 hours in St. Okay. George and we crammed in swimming for hours in a heated pool. Love it. Uh, we went to a dinosaur themed playground. Awesome. We did a gorgeous hike. Love it. And forgot all the luggage for my boys. They had, I'm sorry? yeah, they had no other clothes. I'm or sorry, anything. I don't understand. What are you talking about? They had. The clothes they were wearing on their backs. When they arrived. And library books that they brought in the car (laughs) with their dad. Okay. And nothing else. (laughs) What? What are you talking about? Like the luggage was forgot here in Salt Lake. So I packed for, (laughs) I know. (laughs) I I love it. I packed for myself and the girls. Okay. And my oldest asked if he could pack his own stuff, which he's very good at. And I said, yeah, sure. So he gets a pile of his clothes together. And I said, just leave it on your dad's side of the bed because he's driving down with the boys later. And so I thought, oh, it'll be so easy for your dad if at least you, my oldest, have all of your clothes put together for him. Then all he has to do is get the other son's clothes put together and we'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
And we need to pause for a moment because you keep yeah. saying their dad. You're still married. My, your husband. <laughs> I don't want our listeners that this like tore you guys apart. <laughs> no, still married. You're he's still married. He's still my husband. However, yeah. in certain situations, he becomes her dad. <laughs> I do the same thing. Okay. Touché. So in this anyway. situation, their dad uh-huh. <laughs> did not clarify uh-huh. or even uh, ponder upon asking. <laughs> I'm trying to put this so nicely because he really felt so bad. He it didn't ask. Such a funny he just story. saw the giant pile of clothes and thought that that was extra clothes that I didn't oh. pack, just assuming that I had packed for all the kids. So good. And so, so good. they come down. He drives down with the boys the next day. Thinking that you have. Yeah, thinking. Their so okay. they're just wearing their clothes and they have library books okay. to entertain themselves in the car. Okay. My husband is with us for all of four hours. Okay. And then makes a five hour drive home because so he has to work just the, the chaperone. Basically. The chauffeur. Yeah, chauffeur. Yeah, chauffeur. yeah. As he's on the road going home and I'm about to put the kids to bed, I'm looking for oh. a suitcase, clothes, oh. anything, oh. anything. <laughs> I call him and say, hey, what'd you do with the boy's suitcase? He's like, I thought you had it. (laughs) I mean, oh, Oh. so good. It was so good. So anyway, that was our trip down. So wait, did they have swimming suits or they swim in the nude? No, I went to Target that night and bought that. I mean, I needed to buy a swimsuit for my oldest anyway. My other son just... Got a bonus swimsuit. Ooh. So well, thank goodness not land. They always have swimming suits on hand because it's swim season there all the time. Yeah. It was great, awesome, exhausting, but my kids loved it. I regret nothing except the fact that I didn't explicitly tell my husband to pack my boy's suitcases. I do regret that. Honestly, I'm glad it happened. That is the best story I've heard all week. <laughs> fill us in, fill us in um, on your your week. What's your update? Oh. I mean, mine is not that. We did not go anywhere. We stayed in this city. But I did do two things today, not today, this week. They were out of my comfort zone. And I know you'll appreciate because you're an expert on these types of people. Oh, I thought you were going to say I'm an expert of getting out of my comfort zone. Oh. I was about to say, that's false. (laughs) I know you. No, that's not. No, no. Usually you're the one dragging me out of it. That's right. You're That's coming right. with me. We're doing this. Uh, okay. Um, anyways, I, I hung out with some middle schoolers. Did you? Yeah. It was really great. And I actually get why you like them. Really? Mm-hmm. Tell me. Why? Well, I went to a middle school performance of Frozen. Oh, I thought that was darling. It actually was darling. Oh. Yeah. A kid in my neighborhood. There were a few kids in my neighborhood who were in Frozen. So we went to go see them and support them. Mm-hmm. And one of them was Kristoff. Darling. Absolutely darling. But it was just so cute because you're right, Megan. They have this innocence about them. They're mm-hmm. not old enough yet to be like punks. They're still like, <laughs> they just, they want to be cool, but they also can't because they still have acne. Like, you know, they just, they're just cute. Yeah. And I just sat there watching all these like 13, 14, 15 year olds and going, oh, that's no, not even 15. I was like 12 to 14, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So cute, so cute. So I did that, and then, um, and then I did something else that was really fun. What? And I had to do it by myself because I couldn't find anyone to go with me. I went to a high school performance for another girl in my neighborhood who's on the dance company. Oh, yeah. 
That sounds delightful too. How was that? It was good. Okay. Basically, I'm just so proud of myself for doing something that was way out of my comfort zone. Going into a high school by myself? No, ma'am. No. Like, I feel like I should have just put a big L on my head for loser. What? Why? I don't understand that. Because I'm like an old fart married woman with kids walking into this high school with not a wingman. Like, I just felt dumb. But I, I really want to support this girl. I couldn't find anyone to go with me. So I went, of course, saw my babysitter there. <laughs> so embarrassed. Your, so embarrassed. your kid's babysitter? My kid's ba- no, your, my actual. <laughs> your babysitter. My kid's babysitter. Um, so I saw her there and she's like, yeah. oh, what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I'm just here by myself. Which is fine. Which is there, fine. Can we, we should normalize going to totally. these kinds of activities to support other kids. Absolutely. By yourself. It's totally. Okay. It and actually sounds dreamy. To you know me. what? I did it twice in one week because the first time I did it, it was it was liberating. So this high school performance, it was liberating. But here's here's where I did feel really dumb. What? I forgot the amount of gibberish shenanigans that come out of high school boys' mouths. Here I am sitting by myself in this theater. You know, the lights are off between dances. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden there's like frog noises coming from the back <laughs> like, like a bunch of 18 year old boys like ribbit ribbit and I'm like what is that sound and then you know someone someone turns their light on and the high school kid's like hey, can you turn off the light like they just the grumbling the farting noises here's a list of things oh that God. I heard them saying yeah during they oh, one share. kid literally was like gauchos are back yo and I was like wait our gauchos back the pants. My six-year-old also told me the other day that she would like a pair of gauchos. How does she know what those are? I have no idea. She said she learned about them at school, and they're Argentine what? pants. <laughs> <laughs> Which I told her, she is correct, and why do you know this? Because I learned about it at school, Mom. From What school are we sending who? our kids to? <laughs> she says, I just learned about it at That's school. That's amazing. Well, Except she's correct. She's six. She and this sixteen-year-old boy are correct. So really? therefore, I will be buying myself some gauchos tomorrow. Oh my word! But I did. There were some farty noises, mm-hmm. some Darth Vader voices, some Madison's hot, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Jack, we got your back. Just like a bunch of like dumb phrases. But anyways, I actually had a really good time. I was laughing to myself like an idiot every single time these boys said something. Good for you. But I just thought it was liberating that I was there by myself. Absolutely. Was I the first one to leave the theater when it was over? Yes. But it's cool. That's fine. I did it. And I did that twice in one week. And it was great. You get an A for effort. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. Good job. It was liberating. So anyways. Yeah. uh, Spring break is coming up. It is. Let's get into our topic here. We have to prepare ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, Mm -hmm. spiritually for me. (laughs) It just takes a lot. A lot of prayers. It takes a lot of prayers. Um, What what are your plans? What's going on for your spring break? We, I think, are going to just decompress. Oh, The first part of spring break. So happy for you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, just Mm -hmm. decompress from the entire month of March. We all need to recover. Amen. Spring cleaning, prep our gardens. Can you wait for spring cleaning? Oh, I'm so excited. Megan, my garage, holy holies. (laughs) It's actually the opposite of holy holies. (laughs) It is actual the opposite. I said to my husband just like two days ago, Mm -hmm. I cannot wait for it to be warm enough outside to pull the cars out of the garage, get a leaf blower and just have at it. 
it is an absolute disaster. Sounds delightful. We though. should do some before and afters. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay, so what, what's on your plan? We, for spring cleaning or in general? General. You're going to do some spring cleaning. Yeah. Yep. You're going to do some, what did you say? Oh, prep gardens. Oh, prep your garden. Probably yeah. do a few local staycation activities. Ooh, fun, fun, fun. Yeah. Hang out with extended family. Love it. No rushing. The one rule of our spring break, I think, should be no rushing. I love it. Period. Oh. But then we do have a trip planned for the second half of spring break. To one of our favorite places to be outdoors in southern Utah. Awesome. Hike all day. Make some s'mores every night. Love it. Enjoy the most incredible view of the stars since it's the middle of nowhere. Awesome. Let our kids run around like crazy monkeys. I cannot wait. Yeah, they'll be. Yeah, I'm going to crash that vacation. So yeah, I actually cannot wait. Yeah, we're excited. Love it. Don't forget to bring your suitcases, okay? Just like have that communication with your husband with your children's I mean father. It's, it's the middle of nowhere they can just run around naked touche no one will start care. A, a nudist <laughs> a nudist community down south <laughs> anyway oh, what are your plans for spring break well they're in the works we're working on it we want to do something fun we haven't gone anywhere fun in a long time so we, we're working on it mm-hmm. we will probably do some glamping mm-hmm. that's all I've told my kids is that we're going to do some glamping and we might go visit some family, but I'm not going to lie. I am hesitant to make any plans. Really? Why? Perfect example. Three minutes before I came to your house, I got an email that said, flights to Salt Lake City to Paris, $500. And I was like, whoa, wow. whoa, 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 during spring break, okay? So I was about to cancel our glamping because I was looking at these tickets to Paris. My husband and I are like, you, wow. You're going to cancel? <laughs> Camping in the middle of nowhere to I go know. to Paris. I know. It sounds awful. I know. It was, I well, mean, priorities. Jokes, jokes on us because I'm clicking through all the things. Of course, the total was like 3000 I was like, wow, this is amazing. Six people getting to Paris for 3000 bucks. Within 30 seconds, the price went up to $7,500. We're like, whoa, <laughs> hold on to your pants there, guys. That's so, big. That's a know, big jump. I don't jump. know what happened. The sale just like went away. But anyways. Okay. That case in point, that's why I have a hard time making plans because anything can change Mm -hmm. at any moment. And I just hate, I hate not being in control of those things. Mm -hmm. So that's why I I almost like doing things more spontaneously. Be like, oh, we're going to LA tomorrow. And just like, just go. go. So I don't know. Yeah. When stuff like that happens, it it really bugs me. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh. Uh, you're right over there. <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about. <laughs> Skip over it. No, uh, sorry, now I gotta edit it out. Okay, so, anyways, you, you can you can continue with your your worry. No, that's that's about it. I just don't. I just like to make sure all my ducks are in a row uh-huh. when I'm going on vacation, and uh-huh. unless they can all be in a row, I don't enjoy going. So it's like my ducks in a row. Someone throws a wrench at my ducks. I duck, uh-huh. hits the person behind me. That's their problem now. It's a lot of ducking. Yep. I hate when someone ducks up my plants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you really? I did. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> the family podcast, Megan. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, but well played. I played right into it. We both did. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so let's get into these stories. Yeah. There's so many good ones. Now, there's a few long ones. So yeah. buckle up, just, you know, mm-hmm. have your have a sip of your water. Here we go. Get your blanket around your shoulders. We're diving in. 
She says, we were headed to San Francisco from Salt Lake City. We were almost to the salt flats and we're passing a semi-truck with another five cars. So you're imagining this, right? Probably semi-truck in the right lane, mm-hmm. five cars passing the left lane, right? Is that yeah. what you imagine? Yeah. That's what I imagine too. Anyway, he drove over a broken tire. So it's like the, the truck tire lining, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. from a blown out tire. Yeah. Very dangerous. I hate when those are in the road. Yeah. So he dro- the semi-truck drove over that broken tire and it flew into their engine through the grate on the front of the car and busted the AC and the coolant container. Is that what we call it? I don't know. Coolant container. We only realized the damage when we stopped to use the bathroom and saw a puddle of coolant on the ground. That is the worst feeling. Oh, that's terrifying. Oh, it's the worst feeling. We had to drive to the closest car service and they told us that it wouldn't be done until the next day because they didn't have the part there. And since we had the whole rest of the trip ahead of us, it happened to them hours into the trip. We called back home and had a friend bring us the part from Salt Lake City. This guy drove from Salt Lake City to this small town in Nevada just to deliver the part for our car. What a hero. The AC was still out, though, so we drove the rest of the way to San Francisco in the middle of the night so we wouldn't die in the summer heat. It was a trip to remember. That is dedication. That is like that guy to drive the part out. So nice. Mm -hmm. So nice. But isn't that such a buzzkill? You're four hours into your trip. Yeah. And that happens. Yeah, what do you do? Do you take that as a, uh, a I sign? Know. Go home. We're I done. Know. I have wondered that too because it's kind of defeating, mm-hmm. you know? It just sets a tone. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, that's such imagine. a bummer. Ugh. Okay. Frog in your throat. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> <laughs> Pat you on the back there. So it happens when you get old. You get frogs in your throat. Uh, you sound like my mom. And by get old, I mean I'm also getting old, not just you. <laughs> that sounded like such a slay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't even register. Oh, I mean, I'm offended. I literally sound like I was calling you old. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. Okay. This next submission says, we brought our car seat to take on the airplane. We had a cart for it, all the bells and whistles. We wanted to take it instead of the stroller, gate check it, and then on the long haul flight, have baby in her car seat because we knew the flight was not sold out. Logical. Right? Uh Uh-huh. Well, they made, they, 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 they made us check the car seat, and we had to take just the cart with us on one layover. Also, one bag had a half pound too much, and Ugh. the other bag had a half pound too little. So they made us suggest that. American Airlines does not have an extra boarding window for families with children. What? Wow. I like that's how they end it. What? Yeah. Because that's a lot. Yeah, I would probably be asking yeah. myself that after every single one of those issues. Yeah, seriously. What? It's, it's like all nonsensical. Like, no, why don't let me take the car seat? It's not even sold out. No, and you can tell that they've done their due diligence. They've Absolutely. done their homework and research. Absolutely. How infuriating. And a half pound, come on, you're just being a bad human by making them switch stuff around. Like, <laughs> that's just rude. No. Well, do you want to hear a story about a time when um a half pound, almost like took out my husband yeah I always love your stories so thank you that's very kind so (laughs) we were flying from uh I don't know somewhere in Europe to somewhere in Europe doesn't matter but it was a budget airline and you know how they're very strict on weight so I've heard yeah back in the day I thought it was important to bring jewelry for every outfit of your day 
and I so had fancy. a lot of jewelry. Not like like from Forever Twenty One, Megan. <laughs> I, I'm really because I'm envisioning the necklace from Titanic, and... the Hope Diamond. I had to bring the Hope Diamond with me on my on my backpacking trip to uh-huh. uh, Peru. Anyways, so Wait, I were you in Europe? Uh, yeah, I think it was actually from like Stockholm. It was from Stockholm to Venice. That's where it was going. Okay, on a budget airline, it cost mm-hmm. like forty euros. So, anyways, I had all this costume jewelry. It was very dumb. Looking back, I'm very embarrassed, but it is what it is. And that, and we had like books, we had dress shoes. We had just like a bunch of like nonsensical things with us. Mm-hmm. Which you can do when you don't have kids. Totally, totally. It was like we had one suitcase each and it just had a bunch of weird stuff in yeah. it. And sure enough, we get there and they're like, I'm sorry, your bag is like four pounds overweight and you're going to have to pay $100. And my husband was like, absolutely not. I will not do that. <laughs> so he put every item of clothing on his body at one time (laughs) he he like took off his flip-flops put on his dress shoes he had on like his swimming suit a pair of jeans a pair of sweats and then like four jackets he put all my jewelry on his person which is weird because like (laughs) I didn't do it so like why wouldn't I have done it but he did I have a picture of it and he put all the books in his pockets and it was like a middle finger to the they, – he did it right in front of them. Yeah. And they were not happy. And he walked through security with all that stuff on. What? And then he got to their side, put it all back in the bag, and walked off. And everyone was – they were not happy. But yeah, I thought it was really incredible. funny. Yeah, in our first year of marriage, it was wildly impressed. I was like, wow, that guy has some, like, some mm-hmm. He's got some. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I couldn't finish uh-huh, my sentence. Uh-huh. What? What does he have? I couldn't finish my sentence. I'm so confused. Some, what does he some, have, Amanda? Some bravery. <laughs> okay, uh, move along. All What's right. The next one. <laughs> Your brave husband. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. The next submission says, this is more of a complaint But when we were traveling to Utah, we had a three-year-old, a one-year-old, and a newborn. We brought our double stroller, and on the first connecting flight, when we received our stroller back for the second leg, the stroller would no longer click when it opened. Uh Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I'm nervous. To make matters worse, after a warning from my husband to not use it, I tried using it, still on the moving walk, uh, let's see, on the moving walking belt, and it totally <gasps> collapsed with oh. my one-year-old buckled to the front of it. Oh, my stars. Oh. Because it had oh. collapsed, it wasn't moving. Oh, She had the weight of it on her. Yeah, she's folded up inside, yeah. so it's, yeah. While myself, my sweet father-in-law, and strangers were grasping to pick it up while still trying to get off the belt. Oh, and that, oh, the pressure. When you're on the belt, you got to stay in your lane, you know, because everyone's like, yeah. we're moving, we're moving, we're moving. Like, Ooh, ooh, I feel the tension. Yeah. Mm. She says, it was horrifying and scary, but she was okay, and my dignity was the only thing hurt. Oh, We went our whole trip without a stroller and were informed once we got home, they do not cover strollers when broken as a carry-on. They did end up giving us a $200 credit to the airline, which was better than nothing, but boy, were we upset. Oh, I'm upset for you. That is not okay. See, they give you $200 to the airline, and you don't even want to fly that airline no. ever again. No, I'm they so broke sorry your to stroller. This. They broke your stroller. I can empathize with this. This exact same thing happened to me, and it was truly infuriating. Really? My stroller did not collapse, mm-hmm. but it was totally broken. 
And the same thing, strollers are not covered by the airline. Did you know this? No. Well, you would think that if the airline breaks your stroller, they'd have to take care of it. But no, they don't. If your stroller gets broken, it's Mm -hmm. covered by the stroller company if it is in their designated stroller stroller bag. bag. That's right. Travel bag. And I learned that. So it just, oh, it irks me. The last time that happened to me, it was, I think it was like United Airlines. It was some crap airline. Oh, man. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. United. United. But same thing. They gave me credit. And I was like, I'm actually never going to use this. I will never fly your airline again. We've had to buy more than one cheap umbrella stroller on various trips out of desperation. We've pumped a ridiculous amount of money into the umbrella stroller industry as parents, right? But one time we were visiting this charming oceanside town of Rockport, Massachusetts. It's beautiful. It sounds beautiful. But we were in a hurry to leave a restaurant where we had had to store our umbrella stroller in this little hidden corner. Yeah, you know, on the East Coast, they always kind of have you like hide your stroller somewhere. And we just walked out of the restaurant without the stroller. We just left it. Didn't even realize we'd forgotten it until we'd driven the hour home. We didn't even bother to go back and get it because my kids were five, three, and one. And I was not ready to sign up for another two-hour round-trip car ride for an umbrella stroller. I would spend more on gas than I would on Yeah, they're like 20 bucks. Yeah. Like, they're so cheap. I, yeah, that was a wise thing to do. Just go home. Go home and go to bed. All right. Our next submission says, Planned a trip to Maui after we got vaccinated, but the strict Hawaiian testing rules were still in place for our oldest. We followed all the rules, got the correct test done, even for us, just in case. Fifteen hours before we are scheduled to leave, we get a notice saying our son's test results might not make it in time. Oh, my stars. My husband pulls him out of school to take him to get an unapproved test just in case that'll suffice. At this point, we've had two tests confirm he's negative. My husband doesn't tell us this is an unapproved test until 12 hours before we have to be at the airport. Wait a second. How many tests do you have to have to go to Maui? She says we have two tests. Is that not enough? I don't know. Let's keep reading. I don't know. I am not aware of the rules. Oh, my heart is traveling to Hawaii. She says, at this point, it's 4 p.m. on a Friday and all Hawaii approved tests were sold out in Utah. Of course. I call Hawaii. Yes. The whole state. (laughs) Hello. Hawaii. I'd like to talk to the governor. (laughs) Get on the line here, governor. What's happening? And they say not to get on the flight. My parents were waiting for us. Well, probably because that's what they have to say. If there's no No. guarantee that the test is back, they can't be like, yeah, I mean, you could try it. (laughs) No, terrible advice. Okay, so they tell them not to get on the flight. My parents were waiting for us in Maui, and they only went because we wanted them to go. I felt all the pressure. After Walgreens tells me I'm basically paddling up a creek without a paddle, I call Hawaii again. (laughs) Governor, it's me again. (laughs) It's now 5.08 p.m., I'm assuming. I think so. Luckily, an actual helpful human. Thank heavens. For helpful humans, yes. For actual humans. Helps me problem solve and says she can get us an appointment in the airport for the right test. There were no appointments available in L.A. during our layover, but there was one in Salt Lake City at 5.30. A lot of our stories are Salt Lake City-based. Have you noticed this? What does that say? I don't know. That we're a land of chaos. 
don't know. <laughs> well, I was just going to say a lot of our listeners must be from Salt Lake City oh, or have family or very thoughtful. There you go. But yeah, very and fine. it also oh, oh. has a lot of yes. chaos. Yes, sure. I'm with you. Okay. So they say there was one in Salt Lake City at 530 at the very last appointment before we took off at 6 a.m. the next day. I grabbed my son and drove to the airport. We ran through security only to realize I forgot my wallet with my ID at home. Oh my goodness. At this point, I cried. Yep. And a kind officer gave pity on me and escorted us through. I ran down Terminal A with my son's hand in mine. I'm not sure his feet were touching the ground. We made it to get the test just as they were closing up. But we had to wait two hours for the results that we already knew were negative. Mm. So at 7.30, we finally left the airport only to find out his results from our very first test just came through. Why even... Ah, someone just take those and shred them because she already went to all this work. Don't even (laughs) tease her with it. She goes on to say, we wake everyone up at 345 the following morning at the airport by 415 a.m. with generally happy children. We board our 6 a.m. flight and wait for takeoff for an hour and 15 minutes before they pull the plane back to the gate and tell us our flight has been canceled. Oh, my stars. Boy, it keeps going. Not a second after we disembark, a flamboyant and bossy flight attendant gets on the speaker, canceling the cancellation of the flight we just got off of. Oh, my goodness. In a very reluctant and yucky manner, we're all bossed back onto the plane when they tell us our next flight has been delayed to accommodate our delay. We land in LA. We take a bus to our next terminal. It's 45 minutes before we board. We kill time. And as we're headed to the gate, they tell us we're three hours delayed. Oh, my goodness. In two hours, they switch our terminal twice. Huh. That's now four bus rides. And I don't think I've put our baby down for 100 hours. Oh, Somewhere in the delay time, we get delayed another six hours. By the time we finally boarded the plane, we were taking off well after the original time we were supposed to land in Maui. We clocked in an unexpected 24-hour travel day with three young kids who woke up when kids shouldn't wake up. My son says the airport dash was the best date I ever took him on, and I apologize to Maui for all the things I said about it when we woke up to the beach. Maui is always worth it. Whoa. How does she turn that around so fast? Maui's always worth it. It must be. To take that kind of horrific experience and to end with Maui is worth it. That was truly horrific. I mean, there's a lot to digest. Uh-huh. First of all, all the tests are done. They're just waiting for the results. Right. And how many tests do you need? Hawaii requires 400 tests? Well, no. I think ideally you only need one, but you have a certain time window and when they can't guarantee it will be done within that time window what are your other options but this is what i mean this is part of the covid conundrum if you get it done too long before your trip mm-hmm. you just to, like you they say get it done three days before so you can have your test results within three days what if i catch covid on in in the pre-check line like what if i catch covid in the security line i'm bringing it to hawaii with me mm-hmm. so you get it done the day before you don't get your results by the time you get to Hawaii. You might have it then, too. So, see, it's nonsensical. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> and for this reason, I've never been to Maui. 
because just for this reason yeah you know it requires a lot of work it sounds like I don't know I don't know but anyways and then the airport lady who got them that appointment Mm -hmm. so kind bless you going straight to heaven because if I and if I've talked to a robot on the phone ever again I'm gonna move to a remote island I cannot stand it a remote island that doesn't require COVID tests absolutely right or any phone calls to anyone because if I have to call and it's a robot I literally just say over and over representative 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 over and over and over until I finally talk to a human. I actually do that. Sounds like a good plan. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand. So anyways, and then, you know, let's talk about the part where she starts crying. Oh, one of the most devastating sights in the world is a mom crying in public. Yep. If you see that, it really should be all hands on deck. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good for that security guard. Yep. Yep. Mother's tears are basically a potion to soften hearts. Am I right? (laughs) That's right. And then the delays. I just uh, I just don't even want to talk about the delays. I like to fly Delta. Do you like to fly Delta? Absolutely. I don't know if she's flying Delta. She might be. Pro- presumably she is because it happens. But Delta, I feel like, doesn't have so many issues. Why really? is that? I don't know why. I don't know. I, I don't know. know. But Delta is magical for families. And, you know, I think I heard that the CEO of Delta listens to our pod. So let me just put a bug in. Or his or her ear. <laughs> you know them so well. <laughs> Whoever you are. So when are we going to start doing just flights for families? Oh. You know, it is literally you have to have a child to be on this flight. Mm-hmm. It has to be under the age of 10, mm-hmm. should we say? Mm-hmm. It has to be under the age of 10. It's only for families. It leaves on time. It has to leave on time because, you know, it doesn't fly during nap time. Or it can if you choose to fly during nap time. But when are we going to do that? Mm. Because it will make everyone's life easier. They should have a flight just for like, 20-somethings who want to party. Cool. Get on that flight so you don't have to sit next to me and my baby. Yeah. Like, ugh, I just don't like it. No, flying Delta is the best because mm-hmm. it's the the only airline where I only have to pack like half of the crap we typically need to entertain totally. our kids. Because every kid gets their own seat back TV. Totally. With kid movies and games and all the buttons they can tap as many times as they darn well please without yep. actually breaking anything. That's right. They can just push all the buttons. I don't That's care. Totally right. Bless Delta. As yep. long as the TVs work, mm-hmm. bless them. We mm-hmm. will always fly Delta. No, oh, wow. It sounded like an ad. I, I mean, know. seriously, we might as well. This just is make an unsponsored. Ad for this. It really is. But we could be sponsored. Remember that CEO could be sponsored. <laughs> All right. Well, I've never been to Maui, but mm-hmm. I hope that she thinks it's worth it because, frankly, I just would have gone home. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't have a lot of endurance, but mm, don't like that. What's that? What's that phrase you always say about like emergencies or something? Oh, yeah. Poor planning mm-hmm. on your part does not necessitate an emergency on mine. Yeah, totally. It's like the, it all started with the COVID test. She planned it out. The COVID people did not plan it out. So therefore, it's an emergency for her, which is not fair. It's awful. Don't like it. This episode is supported by Bobby. I've been feeding my two babies Bobbies for three years now, and I wish it was around with my older two kids. But things like this take time, and now it's here. If you've read the ingredients on your formula, you might notice brown rice syrup as the first ingredient, followed by a bunch of other sugars. Bobby and I are not down with that. So some very clever moms formulated a milk after organic recipes found in Europe and brought us Bobby. Sourced locally and made here in the USA, this formula is 100% organic and has minimal ingredients. It has helped my baby sleep better and is easy on the tummy. 10 out of 10 recommend. Listeners of A for Effort podcast can get Bobby into the mouths of their babies using the link we share on our Instagram. 
Okay, back to our submissions. And this one says, when I was about three years old, the only way to keep me from crying on a long drive was by playing the Wiggles. Whoa. The Wiggles? (laughs) Wiggles. The only CD we had of them was a little sampler with three songs. So my mom had to sit through those same three songs on repeat for 13 hours. I honestly don't know how she did it. I don't either. Any songs on repeat more than twice is absolute torture. Haven't your kids ever gone through one of those? No, I don't allow it. No, 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 literally my children are like, let's listen again. And I'm like, twice, twice is the max. Twice. <laughs> well, my youngest went through a phase of requiring the Frozen 2 soundtrack to play over and over. The entire soundtrack? Yeah. So we're okay. not listening to one song over and over, but it's, you cycle through the same sure. eight songs over sure. and over. And this was during the same time that we were moving from Cincinnati, Ohio to Salt Lake City. And there were some oh. long drives in there. Ooh, but yeah. the upside is that my kids are now really good at identifying Weezer and Panic at the Disco. Oh. Any of their songs. Just yeah. from having listened to their beautiful clean sure. voices from Frozen 2 Love so it. many times. <laughs> so musical it. education. Start a Love young. it. Love it. Yeah, well, different but similar. My kids love story podcasts, like hmm. kids, kids story podcasts. Yeah. And same thing. I can only listen to like four kid podcasts before I want to die. <laughs> well, which story podcasts are your favorite? Mm, well, there is one called Actual Story Podcast where they just oh. tell kid stories. Yeah. That one's fine. There's another one called Story Pirates, which is fun but very annoying. Circle Round. Yeah, we've done Circle Round. I do love Circle Round because that's from PBS. Right. I like that one. from Boston. Boston. I know. Our our sister station. Wait, not PBS. NPR. NPR. Yeah, but our sister station, WNPR. Now I got it all wrong. WBUR. WBUR. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Boston. So, yeah, those are the ones that we listen to, but same. Four, four kid podcasts, then we're done because mm-hmm. it's just too many kid voices. Mm-hmm. But you know what I do love to listen to over and over? What? I feel like this is a little like pro tip for our listeners. There's an audiobook, a kid's audiobook called Charlie Turns Into a Chicken. Megan, what? it is hilarious. Really? It's a kid's story. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a kid's chapter book that, that this um, narrator with an English accent reads. Uh-huh. It is so funny. AJ really? and I laugh every time we listen to it together and there's two books charlie turns into a chicken and charlie turns into a t-rex and it's just a lot about a little boy who changes into animals and it's so funny it has some potty humor so if you're not into potty humor sorry but you know i love potty humor (laughs) we we own have you heard the christmas book the dinosaur that pooped Christmas. Yes, I have. Yeah, we own that. So yes. I mean, it's okay. I think I think Charlie yeah. turns into a chicken. Yes, would be just fine. Totally. I mean, the potty humor is like they say, like bum. Okay. You know, oh. which isn't like we can handle. Yeah. That. No, it's like yeah. So, anyways, good deal. Good deal. Yeah. So that one's very funny. That's a good plug for our favorite book. Hmm. Thank you. Okay. The next submission is. When I was in third grade, my parents took me, my two-year-old sister, and one-year-old brother to Disney World. One morning, we woke up at 6.45 to pounding on the door. My mom answered the door, and people on the other side asked if we were missing a child. Oh, my gosh. My mom turned on the light and saw my sister was missing. Turns out, she walked out of the hotel room at 2 a.m., and when questioned why, she said, when questioned why, she said she went to look for Minnie Mouse. Yeah, (laughs) legit. They'd been knocking on the door since 4 a.m. Or knocking on doors. 
they've been knocking on yeah, all the hotel multiple doors. Multiple hotel multiple doors. doors. Yeah. They've been knocking on doors since 4 a.m. because they didn't know her name. And when they asked her, she said her name was Good Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Can you even imagine? Like, oh, oh, doesn't your mother's heart just die? I can't even imagine having a kid lost like this. That's It's one of my irrational fears is a kid just like, <laughs> wandering away, wandering in front of, away. In front of my no, I think it's a pretty rational fear. It's you think terrifying. So? Yeah. But when you stay in a hotel, what is the last thing you do before you go to sleep? Because the last thing I do mm-hmm. is walk over to that latch that's really high oh, up yeah. and make sure it's latched, yes. it's, that it's over where it needs to be. Because Same. none of my kids have been resourceful enough to actually climb up on something and unlatch it. Mm. So, so far, we're We've got a good track record, right? Very good. No one's figured this out. Very yeah, good. Yeah, that's the last thing I do because I don't think I could go to sleep. Yeah. Ah, that latch saves everything. Ugh. So good. I'm glad they added that there. That is terrifying. I cannot imagine. Yeah, very scary. All right. Our next listener says, I missed our 4.45 p.m. flight for home by five minutes with my then two-year-old. I had to reschedule on a flight that didn't get home until 2 a.m., Later on the flight, my exhausted beyond belief toddler threw up and I caught it all in my hands. The lady to my left freaked out and started screaming at me. I now always get to the airport hours before a flight. Oh, my word. I don't have much to say because that just is the worst ever. Yeah. Getting sick on an airplane. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. Kids getting sick on an airplane. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I hesitate to share this one or like to put this one in because it just is so sad. But I really don't understand why people freak out when something like this happens. Mm-mm. Like, did the passenger next to her think that the mom knew the kid was going to throw up? Like, do you think she predicted it? She's like, I have a feeling my right. kid's going to barf. Well, yeah, if we could see the future and know when our kids were going to puke, I can promise you we would not be traveling. We'd not be on an airplane knowing our kids were going to puke. And, and then she caught it all in her hands. Like, why would she want to catch it all in her hands? That's yucky. Yeah. Oh, I just got, ugh, got the chills. So anyways, I just think that people should be a little more understanding on airplanes. Mm-hmm. And what planet are you from that you think that, like, the parents cool with this whole situation? If anyone should be freaking out, it's the mom who caught the puke in her hands. Mm-hmm. That's so yucky. So. Where's the pause button? Okay, I also have a sort of similar experience. No, do you? To this. I don't remember any of it, but I've been told the story many times. Oh. That when I was about five years old, I put my poor parents through nearly the same scenario. Oh, no. On our final descent of an airplane, okay. I threw up all over the man's briefcase sitting next to oh, us. Oh, no. He was not amused, and my parents felt so bad. So bad. But again, like this incredible mom... What else could parents do? Um, Nothing. No. What can you do? Yeah. Yeah. But this man was infuriated because I puked (sighs) all over his briefcase, which sounds very 90s. I puked all over his briefcase. (laughs) I mean, I I understand. I would be mad too. Mm -hmm. But there is nothing that could have been done. Like, no. I don't know. I don't get it. That's awful. Awful. Irrational fury, I think that is. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this next one is, we let our daughter pack her own bag for the first plane ride. This feels like slightly familiar. Is this this is this is what your story from this weekend? <laughs> My daughter. No, no. yeah, I already got it wrong. No, no, no. When you ask your kid to pack oh. his own bag. Anyways, it says later we got stopped going through security. 
The TSA agent asked who her bag belonged to and who packed it. I said she did. He then opened it and started pulling out the most random collection of kid crap. <laughs> Finally, he fished out a six-pack of egg-shaped chalk. <laughs> Apparently, it looked like a bomb on an x-ray. <laughs> I mean, that's so good. Do you let your... Well, yeah, you do let your kids pack their own bag. I no. don't. I don't let them. No. My no. oldest kid, for sure, he does such a great job. But my third yeah. child, that suitcase would yeah. be full of stuffed animals and nothing. Totally. Stuffed animals and love. Well, stuffed animals <laughs> love. Maybe like... A, my kids would do like a bunch of underwear. Oh. Like way too much underwear, yeah. a toothbrush, and like earphones. Like... Yeah. It's like, oh... They were probably packing for our nudist vacation that we have coming up later this week. But I still say, put in socks. You're getting your every your feet will get your cold. Your feet are getting cold. Yeah. Put some socks. You can't in enjoy life with no. cold feet. No, mm-hmm. absolutely not. All right. The next submission says, at Disneyland, my three-year-old daughter ran to catch up with her brother in a line at Cars Land and got clotheslined oh. by the metal chain dividing the line. Probably 100 people watched her fall backwards and crack her skull oh, on the concrete, no. sit up, throw up all <gasps> over herself, and immediately pass oh, out. Oh, my goodness. I just Ooh. got the chills. Wow. Ooh. We learned that day that Disneyland has a whole underground hospital on site with tons of emergency services. She had a slight concussion, but thankfully ended up being fine. We received VIP treatment for the rest of the day, but it wasn't worth it. It was terrifying. Oh, wow. I mean, the first part of that submission was kind of cringy, and I really wanted to stop reading. Uh But then she mentioned something underground, (laughs) and I was all ears. Mickey ears. Mickey ears. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know I love underground secrets. I love stuff like that. That's fascinating. I actually, after reading that, I did a quick Google. So did I. What did you find? Because I found nothing on Disneyland. I just found tunnels for Disney World. But nothing about Disneyland. Yeah, I, I all I know is that there are tunnels. But I th- I heard that they were for like you know if Cinderella needs to quickly get over to like the princess potty. I don't know. I just made that up. Like, it's like there's like a lot of crowds. Well, and yeah, it's like if, if Mickey needs to totally get a bite to eat, takes off his head and goes eat. Well, oh, scary. <laughs> Oh, that got really scary. Really scary. Anyway, really yeah, I couldn't find anything about Disneyland, but I was intrigued. That is fascinating. But like she yeah. says, for sure not worth it. Yeah, no, that's insane. Okay, this next one is really long, but it is also a doozy. I thought I just saw a shadow by me. <laughs> I really thought that I saw a ghost. Oh, it's the underground, the underground tunnel talking. Anyways, it says, <laughs> let me paint a picture for you. Three kids, ages five, two and a half, and six months. They had done reasonably well on the eight out of 10 hour drive to Northern California. We did screen time, snack time, baby took good naps, potty breaks were quick. It was going well. It had been snowing during our drive, but visibility was fine and the snow wasn't sticking to the road, so we weren't too worried. Then, as we were approaching Reno around 3 p.m., our family called and said that on the news it was reported that Donner Pass wasn't open in either direction, which was the fastest way. Now, do you know what Donner Pass is? Historically? Yeah. Yeah, where everyone ate. Each oh, other? you yeah. jumped right in there. Yeah, oh. spooky, spooky town. But now it's an actual, it's the name of a road that a lot of people travel, Yeah, right? Yeah, I actually know the... very little about roads west of Salt Lake City. Yeah. I mean, it still gives me the creeps. Every time I go over Donner Pass, I just like think of the like pioneers who went that way. And I'm like, oh, wow. 
It's pretty intense. It's an really? intense road. Really? Yeah. No wonder they got stuck. It's an intense road. Huh. Okay. Anyways, who knew we were history buffs? Mm-hmm. Uh, continuing. But we knew another route and imagined being there in two-ish hours just in time for dinner. We were wrong. As we changed routes, we got a notification that that route required snow tires or chains. So we called every auto shop along the way and found one that had some cables to fit our tires. And putting those things on was a nightmare. So we're all geared up and we hop over to the new route. Google shows some traffic, but our ETA is just after five. We drove for 20 minutes on beautiful snowy roads before we hit significant traffic. It was super slow, but still crawling, so we had high hopes. This is where it starts, Macy. You always have high hopes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But this road, although beautiful, had only two open lanes and lots of curves. So we could only see a few cars ahead of us at any time, and we never saw just how bad it really was. After an hour of crawling along, we basically stopped. People started turning around, becoming very aggressive, pulling into the lane of oncoming traffic to drive a few cars ahead and merge back in, honking, etc. It was sketchy and all ad alarming. And this whole time, we just kept thinking we had 10 more miles before things cleared up because that's what Google said. Okay, can we pause right there to acknowledge how much blind faith we put into Google Maps? Tell me about it. It's terrifying, but also necessary. Do you use Google Maps? No. No? Well, okay. I use Apple Maps. I do not really? care for Google You're Maps. You're like the only person. Probably. No, actually. The, really? No, yeah, I think so. Most people send me Google Maps. I'm yeah. so annoyed, but I know I'm the only one. I just don't How did Google I never Maps. know that about you? I just don't. Because I'm pretty sure I have sent you. Yeah, for sure you have. Google Map pins. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> You're sitting there cursing my name. I allow it. It's fine. <laughs> it's cool. Okay. Learn something new every day. But I do use Google Maps religiously because I've lived here in Salt Lake City almost three years and I still cannot remember street names and numbers. Even though we have them. I know because it's ridiculous because the streets are on a very obvious and very (laughs) clearly named grid system. I know, I know. Mm -hmm. But also, I never would have survived driving the streets of Boston without Google Maps. Yeah. So I get it. I get Mm -hmm. the need to rely on it, but Ugh. I mean, can you imagine if they were using MapQuest? <laughs> they like printed <laughs> off their directions. <laughs> they have, oh, it's just so That sounds crazy. awful. Okay, continue well, the yeah, saga. It still goes. <sighs> so at 8 p.m., five hours later, we rounded a bend, a bend and, well, you know, just around the river bend. Just around the river bend. <laughs> All right, Pocahontas, keep Thank going. You. And they got cell service, and they got a call from their family. The Nevada-California border was being closed at 11 p.m., and no cars would cross because of the weather and the traffic combination. I feel like we need a dun-dun-dun. Doesn't it honestly feel like the plot just thickened yeah. like 10 times? Like the tension is now through the roof. Tell me more. Okay, here we go. We thought we had plenty of time, but as 11 p.m. approached, we feared we couldn't make it the half mile to the border. Cars were going back to Nevada, but we were so close. Under normal conditions, we were only 90 minutes away from our destination. We didn't want to get stuck in Nevada, so we called friends who had a cabin nearby to see if we could stay over the night, overnight if we got stuck. We decided to take a chance and wind through some back and neighborhood roads, but with snow banks 8 to 10 feet high, it was also slow. I mean, honestly, it kind of feels dire, doesn't it? Yeah. It really does. This is all for dinner. It's all for dinner. <laughs> Make dinner. <laughs> I hope it's something good. We barely made it to the- Can you imagine <laughs> people pulled up we're like, sorry, we don't have anything left. It's corn Here's dog. some cold cereal. And jello. Corn dogs, jello, and cereal. Here we go. Um, so they barely made it to the border before 11 p.m. 
Traffic was still gridlocked because a large delivery truck had slid across the road and was blocking everyone. It couldn't move up the hill because it kept sliding back. It was terrifying to cross all the lanes of traffic to go around this semi, and we just prayed no one was coming on coming from the other direction. Can you imagine being this semi-truck driver? Oh, no, the story's a nail-biter. Please tell me there's a happy ending I in don't know. all of this. There's only one way to find out. At 2 a.m., we finally rolled into my parents' house after a 19-hour drive, Yuck. which should have been 10 hours. Yuck. The only upside was that traffic was slow, so I could crawl around the car and help kids pee in diapers. She wasn't peeing in diapers. <laughs> well, actually, maybe she was. Who knows? You're stuck in the car for 19 hours. I don't know. I have used that squatty potty yeah, in the desperation. Squatty potty. I oh, mean, my goodness. I mean, oh. we've all done crazy things. <laughs> Anyways, and all the kids fell asleep around 930. And I say, thank you, Unisom. I don't think she used Unisom, but oof, that would have been nice. So it was a quiet ride when it could have been otherwise. But it was by far the worst road trip I've ever endured. That submission had some horrific happenings. Yeah, for real. But all in all, like the listener said, it could have been so much worse, right? If anything, well, the kids, if the kids hadn't been so easygoing, totally. you imagine how much more horrific that would have been? Right. It also makes me want to check all my emergency supplies in my car right now. That's a really good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. We learned a lot of things. We learned a lot of good things. Okay. Now... Are you ready for this last story? It is super insane. Yeah, tell me. Okay, I kind of want to call her. Oh. I feel like it is just better to hear from her. Okay. Actually, it's it's my cousin and her husband. Mm-hmm. My husband, my, my, not my husband, <laughs> my cousin and his wife. I should okay. say it that way. Okay, let's see if they answer. The story bang is going to blow your mind. I cannot wait. It's so crazy. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> Hey. McKenna. Hi, it's Amanda. Hi. Hi this is up? Megan. And Megan. I meant to say and Megan too. Oh, hey. <laughs> okay. Are you there with Tyler? Yes. Yep, I'm here. <laughs> you guys, I want you to tell my friend Megan here what happened when you were on your way skiing for spring break because no one's going to believe it. Yeah, of course. So kind of crazy story. Um, so the Friday before spring break, we were driving up Parley's Canyon to go skiing in Park City. And uh, we're just driving my Hyundai Accent 2012. I got it like eight months ago. Um, so brand new to me. Oh, eight um, months ago. Okay. Yeah, I know. So not, not long ago. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, so we were just driving and we heard a pop in the engine and we were like, oh, no. And so we pulled over right away. The check engine light came on. Oh. And when I, yeah, we knew something was up. We popped the hood and smoke started coming out and it was nice and hot. And so I was like, oh, let's give it a second to cool down before we really open it and look inside. Yeah, which is a good thing because it could have exploded in his face. Oh, my word. And uh, a minute later, we peeked under the hood and noticed that there was flames. Just like, you know, it's just small flames getting started, but. Where? Like where? Like under the car? In the engine? Like where are the flames? So like, you know, when you pop the hood, it opens like an inch. Yeah. And so I peeped through that little (gasps) inch. I didn't even have the hood all the way opened and flames were coming out of the engine. Oh, Um, yeah. So immediately we're like, okay, so that's not good. (laughs) (laughs) 
And um, Tyler's like, okay, we should, like, grab our ski stuff at least. Like, I'm sure we're fine. Like, we'll call the fire department and they'll probably, and like, they'll put it out. And, like, I'm sure we'll be fine. But let's just grab our stuff just in case. Uh-huh. So we have 911 on the phone and getting that taken care of and moving every- moving everything, like, a good 50 feet away from the car. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as we're just kind of, like, moving everything, we're watching the car and we're watching the flames just start to grow. Like, the smoke starts to grow, starts to get nasty and black. We're talking, like, three, four-foot flames spewing out of the engine at this point. And uh, a semi-truck driver sees this and pulls over on the side of the road, and he runs to put out the fire uh, with his fire extinguisher that he had in his truck. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. Yeah, and... Um, and the extinguisher really didn't do much. Like no. we put the flame mm. out for a half second and then it came right back. No way. Um, what? We later learned from the fire department that that's a, uh, yeah, if it's an oil or gas fire, a fire extinguisher won't the, do much. Won't do anything. Yeah. So, so we were just basically watching the flames come back. So big shout out to that semi truck driver for at least helping. Yeah. We <laughs> we're still yeah. Well, we're debating if it was a man or a woman. Right? Oh, oh. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, 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 I think it was a girl, and Tyler thinks it was a dude. And so, way to be helpful human. Yeah, being. way to be you yeah, human. Very grateful for them. They like came sprinting from their semi truck. Um, That's crazy. Anyways, at this point, a cop shows up, and she has us like really back up and flames are getting. We're talking 10, 15 feet high at this point. Yeah, and like. We're, we can only see the front of the car. And so in my head, I still even had some like clothes and stuff in the back of the trunk that I just, I don't yeah. know. I thought they'd find because I didn't think the whole car would go up in flames. Uh, none of us expected that. <laughs> oh my word. So I'm guessing the whole car went up in flames. The whole <sighs> car did go up in flames. Um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty bad. And as we were watching it from the backseat of a cop car because we were like trying to protect ourselves because like things were exploding and popping at one point some sort of debris went a good 40 50 <gasps> feet in the air Whoa. yeah i was like did you see that I'm like oh yep that's probably my backpack oh, <laughs> oh my no yeah it was great um but yeah it became a giant ball of fire giant bonfire and then eventually the fire department did come but it took them like 20 minutes what yeah the? almost 30 minutes it what? felt like yeah so i mean i think that's why it just disintegrated completely and when she says disintegrated she literally means disintegrated the only thing left was the frame of the car no tires no steering wheel no seats everything you could imagine was gone it was so bad the radio had like popped out of the dashboard like hanging by a few wires oh my word okay and like yeah even the carpet was just like i don't know it was just all ashes it was crazy do you have pictures of this oh i do you do oh yeah they're they're crazy so i'm gonna show you words do not do justice no i'll show you right now megan but we're gonna post it on our instagram Mm -hmm. can we post it on instagram guys because seriously it is out of this world I have never seen a skeleton of a car before. Yeah. It's terrifying. So were you yeah, guys were you guys like nerve like were you scared? What was what were you feeling as you watched Shock your car explode? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's actually like a really weird feeling. Cause as we're like standing like fifty feet away and the flames were like 
I mean, they were still flames, but they weren't terrifying at that point. Mm-hmm. There's just nothing you can do. And There's so, a very weird feeling of hopelessness. Yeah. You're like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. It's just getting worse. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And like, you just watch the flames like get bigger and bigger and completely eat up my whole car. That is and crazy. Felt, and I felt like a shock. Like, this isn't real. This yeah. is like a dream. Yeah, it was. Oh. It was weird. It took time to process it for sure. And like, yeah, it was, it was a really weird feeling. It was sad because it was yeah. my first car. Yeah. I know. And I was like, oh, Lola. That's what I named her. So, Lola. <laughs> so did anyone ever figure out what caused Lola to go kaboom? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? So the, the theory, I mean, there was not enough left of the car to do like a autopsy. Oh, but, um... <laughs> poor Lola. <laughs> Yeah, but a lot of like mechanics or car guys that we've talked to said from the sounds of it, it it threw a rod, which got some gas or oil onto the engine, and then a spark ignited it, causing it to go up in flames. It threw a rod. Okay, I mean that's super helpful. I have no idea what that means, but now I'll be aware of all rods. Keep your rods to yourself, guys. No throwing. No throwing. No throwing rods. Listen. We're glad you guys are safe and sound. That was a wild thank ride. You. We are so grateful you would share that story with us. Whoa. Yeah, thank you for reliving yeah. that trauma. Yeah. Rest in peace, Lola. Godspeed. Oh, man. All right, you yes. two. Good luck. No throwing any rods anytime soon. We'll talk to you in a bit. Thanks so much. Bye. Okay, bye. Okay. Unbelievable. Well, I mean, we're going to end on that note. Because it's just wild, right? The car exploding. The car explosion. (laughs) Anyways, all right, friends. Just know that if you have any spring break plans coming up, you don't need to worry about rods or, you know, three-year-olds clotheslining themselves. Just keep your hands and legs in the ride at all times and everything will be fine. So have a great time. Have fun on spring break. <laughs> we just told you all these horrible, terrifying <laughs> stories. Now go out into the world. And bye bye. So much fun. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to convince myself as I say it. So that's why we're talking about it. All right, guys, share everything. Send us comments. Send us feedback. That's it. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Yeah. Let us know what you're liking, what you're loving. Just keep keep talking to us because we appreciate you for sure you guys all right be a friend to everyone talk to you in a bit bye